0: Welcome to episode 4 of the Raw Otters Podcast. Once again, you're back. You're here. Where all the action lives. Of course, I'm Josh Lewis, the founder, editor, and everything else at rawotters.com and the host of the Raw Otters Podcast. My podcast. Me. You're listening to me. And I didn't have to pay anything. I know. Shocks me too. So for my guest on episode four of the Raw Podcast is somebody that I am extremely familiar with, and none of you will be familiar with at all. And that's okay, because he is one of my best friends. He's somebody that I've grown up with. We've been friends since we were 14, about that time. I went to high school together, didn't go to college together, but we stayed friends all these years. We hang out uh, maybe one to three times a year. Because he lives three hours away from me. Uh, but he is a massive car guy. Um, and he's a mechanic. Handyman. He's one of those people that in just in general. You want to have him around. Because he's so curious about life. and And doing anything he can. For fun. The reason why Rob and I actually really met. Was because we were in music class together. We both played guitar. Rob. Far more talented than... I am and was, but we found a a similar bond. He was a big Jimi Hendrix guy. I was a big Eric Clapton guy. And so we've always shared that. We've always shared the music and the love of movies and television and and, um, just cars and everything in between. He's genuinely one of the most talented individuals I'll ever know in my entire life. He's one of those people that you actually really should hate because he can listen to any song just for a couple minutes and sit down at a guitar or sit down at a piano and just, he's got it. It's instantaneous. He has it. Super annoying, but quite amazing At the end, in the end. I remember he told me uh, years ago, when we were in high school, that I asked him how he got started to play guitar. He started when he was about eight years old. Um, and he said that, he used to put on BB King tapes and pause them uh, and play, try and play the the lick or try and play the melody or whatever that BB was playing. And it's, it's pretty incredible that when, by the time we got into high school, I mean, he'd been playing guitar for, you know, six years and he was incredible, incredible to listen to. He's somebody that can sit down with pretty much any instrument, just kind of pick it up pretty quickly, pretty easily. He's got a, he has a great ear. And so he's, he, his music is fantastic. His style is even better. But as a friend, as a car guy, as somebody that I can count on, you know, we, uh, we were in each other's weddings. We talk Literally every day and the first 10 minutes of any conversation we have on the phone Is us just goofing around? I mean genuine I, and I don't I'm not saying that as like oh, you know the first 10 minutes and it's really only like two minutes No, it is genuinely the first 10 minutes of every conversation where we're like Stop playing on my phone man, nah. you know you sick son of a and that we just we just do voices We do characters. We just do stupid things for 10 minutes before we ever get into what's going on. And we could be having the worst day. We could be having something. Something terrible is happening. But the first 10 minutes is us just goofing off. That's our relationship. But in this global pandemic. I wanted to talk to Rob. Because as someone who experiences cars through a much different lens than I do. Uh, as a as a mechanic. As a classic car mechanic. Mainly. Somebody who rebuilds and restores and mods. Classics for other people and with other people. I wanted to really sit down and dive into how this was affecting him. Because even though mechanics are, are considered uh, you know, uh, essential, it doesn't mean that the people who are spending money to rebuild a car feel as though spending money to rebuild a car is essential to what they need in their life. But we also dive into the fact that Rob just sold his 1950 Cadillac Series 62 that he had rebuilt to be a pretty drivable car. Um, and he currently has a 1956 Cadillac Coupe DeVille that's gorgeous, um, that he's making more gorgeous and making more drivable every day. So yeah, it's it's nice to to have somebody on the podcast that isn't a journalist, doesn't make their money off of reviewing cars, but instead makes their money off of Rebuilding cars, bringing cars back to life, or breathing life into them, so to speak. And I hope you enjoy what we talk about, get into a little bit of everything, and, uh, yeah. So without further ado, I welcome Mr. Rob Basil.
1: How you doing? Doing good, doing good, um... So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the, the payment on the construction side of things has been uh, affected, and so um, we're waiting for that to come through. But luckily, uh, the automotive side of things is still considered an essential business, which is, you know, slightly loose when it comes to restoration. Um, but uh, lucky for us, you know, we're, we're able to continue on working and, and um, making income working on cars, which is awesome. And uh, we're currently working on a GTO. It's a 68 GTO convertible. Um, it's got a 400, and we put on an, a, a tri-power intake oh, nice. off of a, I think it was a 66. Um, and everything that could go wrong has gone wrong, <laughs> um, as as it usually you know, as it usually to, goes as that always way.
0: does. Yeah, is it a yeah. sixty-eight? Is the engine a sixty-eight four hundred? Is it sixty-nine four hundred? Is it a, a seventy-four
1: hundred? It's a, it's a sixty-eight okay. four hundred, to my knowledge. Um, Hank, my father-in-law, he has the, what does he have? A sixty-six Le Mans, uh, Pontiac, with a three twenty-six. And so, um, from what I'm learning, you know, there's they're part of the same engine family. So the intakes,
0: a lot of interchangeable stuff. Yeah.
1: Interchangeable. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a,
0: it's a baby GTO is what it is.
1: Yeah. So, you know, uh, we've put this car together. Um, the current situation, this guy gave us this intake. It was a tri power intake and, and he wanted it installed. He had had it sitting on a shelf for 10 years. I don't know where he got it from. Um, you know it looked all pretty and everything so we got it on there and we've had that thing off and on several times chasing all kinds of random issues but as as luck would have it the intake uh the intake manifold itself was slightly warped um just a you know just a tiny little bit is that and that was so
0: that's the- when you took it apart and you were you were texting me and chris and ned and, and uh, jake asking if we knew Um, Maybe, uh, yeah, because that was um, how. How weird is it that of all things, slightly bent is is the is the yeah slightly warped, slightly warped. Sorry, slightly warped. That's the one thing that made it not work at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we were pulling our hair out, and the thing with the tri power, you know, you have three different carburetors, and they've all got to be happy, right you know the float levels have to be right yep. the uh fuel pressure coming in has to be right um what we learned on that one you know reading around they like around three pounds i think maybe three and a half pounds so we had to put a
2: mm-hmm.
1: a fuel pressure regulator on there because sometimes these aftermarket there's still a mechanical uh pump on there but they can have varying degrees of of, of pressure that they're pumping out they can be pumping out six seven eight you know, which is, you know, we were having the front carburetor was, was uh, leaking. It was just overflowing. Um, and so, you know, among changing the float level and checking the needle and all that kind of stuff, um, I also was concerned with the, the pressure uh, coming in. And so we put on a fuel pressure regulator, got that under control, but, you know, got it running. But it just wasn't running right. It would not idle Right. Uh, so you know I'm spraying carb cleaner around it uh, to see if the idle raises up and see if we have a vacuum leak and I you know I'm spraying all around and it, it, it turned out it was on the intake up front there uh, on the driver's side um, that's crazy so,
0: just such a, yeah. such a small you would think such a small minute issue
1: well it was interesting because so we had that <clears throat> And so we figured, okay, well, we'll, we'll snug down the intake a little bit,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and, uh, see what we get. And it didn't fix it. Uh, and so then we took it off and we figured, well, this is a rare intake and, uh, um, we need to see if we can, if we can make it, I mean, I'm talking like, you know, I don't even know what it would be—a 30 a second of an inch, it, something very minor. So we tried that, putting a little RTV in that section there on the gasket as kind of a hail mary to see if it would seal up, and it it did not. Um, but luck, luckily, we found out that they they repop those intakes. They make them uh, aluminum now, and uh, I think it was 400 bucks. So we did that, painted it up, swapped it over all that good stuff. Uh, you know, got it running, took it out. It's fast. It's pretty fast. Uh, the idle was still messed up though. And so, we, again, taking apart the, the center carb, uh, you know, mess with that. It was a little bit dirty. It had been sitting around a long time. Um, so we cleaned it up, but uh, it still wasn't quite working. And the, the most Recent fun that we've had with it is that somebody had glued in the fuel inlet. There's a where the where the fuel line screws into that center carb.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: somebody glued that in, and <laughs> they glued it in. They glued it in because they stripped the hell out of the threads oh on, on the top of the carb. <laughs> of
0: course, yeah. Uh,
1: and so, you know, I'm talking to Hank, um, my father-in-law, who was a mechanic for a long time and he said they make these these uh inlets that kind of tap in new threads and you know it was an issue that was not terribly uncommon back in the day and so we went to the napa hub in town and and they didn't have anything and you know it's one of those things you you chase it all around because that carburetor you you know it's not easy to get parts for right uh, it's a Rochester two barrel, but that center carb is slightly different than the outer two. And if you check out a company called Ames, they, they are a supplier for a lot of Pontiac GTO stuff. Uh, all we found were the outer two carb, uh, tops, you know, that have the threaded section, Mm -hmm. not the center carb. Um, you know, so again, that's just kind of what's currently going on with that car in particular. Um, all the things that seem easy, you know, screwing st- a bolt into a hole, that, that kind of stuff seems easy. And it's, you know, it's sometimes can take days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it can be some really uh, silly stuff. I, I mean, we had the same thing happen on one of the head bolts. Somebody had over torqued it and, and stripped the threads. Um, and luckily I was able to take an old tap I had that was, just the right size and it was an old American tap, you know, a guy had given me that was never used. It was just super nice and uh, cleaned out the threads and and we were able to, you know, fix that. But that's just kind of, you know, that's the kind of typical stuff that you, you run into.
0: And those things when they happen, how much do you just want to go and grab somebody and kick the hell out of them? Just how much, I mean, how it just, Oh,
1: you had to to do that kind of work. You have to be a glutton for punishment. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it, it's really true. And coming from learning on 50s Cadillacs, you know, I had plenty of that, uh, you know, butt kicking. Oh, yeah. Because because stuff would fail, and it's made out of unobtainium, right. as, as we yeah. say. and uh, Well,
0: especially with the Cadillacs. I mean, how many yeah. times would you send me something and be like, you know, this part on the equivalent Chevrolet or Buick is, is I can find it anywhere, but it's just slightly yes. different for the Cadillac and I can't get it anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be that, or it'll cost four times as much, which is crazy.
0: Um, well, I remember when you were, when with the 50 alone, when you were having parts like redone and, yes. and with the 56 as well, having parts just redone was an arm and a leg. But if somebody yes. strolled in there with a Bel Air, they'd be like, Oh, I can make this part for, you know, 10 bucks and it's yes yeah 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 that's why i that is one of the reasons why i know we go over this all the time but that's one of the reasons why i don't care about the bel-air i know everybody loves them because it's 57 chevy you know i mean hell even eric clapton has had 57 chevy in like four different songs of his you know right everybody talks about a 57 chevy and it's it's a nice thing to say but they're boring to me. Bel Airs are boring. They had, yes, they had big engines. They were fast at the time. But you know what? It's, people want $35,000 for an $8,000 Bel Air. Excuse me, right. but no, not interested. In a car <laughs> that they made $400 billion of, that I'm yes, sure, yeah. I'm sure aliens have beamed those things up to other planets at this point. You know, because it's like there were so many sitting around anyway right it's ridiculous it
1: it is interesting how it unfolded i i think probably what happened uh is that uh, a chevy back in the day was was realistically attainable for you know the working
0: class person 90 percent of america
1: yeah and so they you know their parents had it their grandparents had it they made memories with those cars and so that's what pulls at the heartstrings when it's time to spend money and buy a classic car yeah um And so that's kind of what happened and that's why there's, you know, a lot of them out there and the parts are, uh, reasonable and, and, and usually plentiful. And, but your um,
0: Cadillacs, you know, people were willing to give $1,500 for,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Cadillac is, is, it's a different thing. I mean, and most people love them, but they, you know, they also understand that it, it's, uh the parts cost a lot more. They're a little, you know, more rare. And, um, it can be frustrating. I mean, my 56 caddy, I've owned four years now and I've never driven it down the road. Like I, I drove around the neighborhood once just recently, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) every, yeah, every system, every item has been a, a a situation on that car. You know, uh, I mean, you name it, there's a story about that part on that car.
0: Tell me the story or tell everybody the story. Uh, however many, you know, dozens of, of nobodies <laughs> that'll listen to this. Tell yeah. everybody the story about the first time you got it started in four years, drove it down the road. I no, know. It was like you'd had it for three years at this point or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You drove it down the road. It gets beached in front of this lady's house at the stop sign. Right. And yeah. she comes out. Okay. So you take it from there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I finally got the car fired up. Um, Back it down
0: your steep-ass driveway.
1: Right, right. I mean, and, you know, went through hell just to get get it that far.
0: Right.
1: You know, because, first of all, on that car in particular, the master cylinder, uh, I don't know if it's a one-year-only item, um, but it's specific, uh, and um, they were known to fail back in the day my car it was missing entirely and to buy it outright uh was like 800 bucks at the time and and you know on top of that um in that era those master cylinders were in a single system a single chamber yeah so um if you had one failure in any of the lines you lose all brakes uh you know, cars today have a dual, they'll call it a dual master, and and they separate the axles. You know, you have one yeah. chamber that supplies the fluid for the front and one that supplies it for the rear. So in the event that you have a failure, you still have some brakes. Um, so anyways, this, this was an early, as far as technologies, you know, it was one of the earlier power brake units. Uh, and... Mine was missing entirely, so I had to. I elected to to rig up a, a dual master cylinder, um, which was cheaper and safer and all that kind of stuff. I was gonna
0: say it's a smart, it's a smarter play.
1: Yeah, I mean, but what's unique about this car, well, among other things, but the the brakes, uh, the master mounts uh, up front towards the radiator core support. There, it's it's not on the firewall like most cars, so you have you know. Um, a rod that that runs from the pedal and and compresses it up front there so i got that all rigged up uh you know bought a battery that's the right size it's 12 volt 56 uh caddy went to 12 i think in 53 Hmm. um interesting yep uh and that was just because they were having more um options like power seats and and things like that right
0: we have power windows in your car you do you have power
1: windows and power seats and and all that good stuff and um, and
0: you have is it is it the uh, is it the auto high beam thing is that what it is? Yes, which is super cool, <laughs> which
1: which doesn't work, but it's I I love that it existed.
0: I was telling <clears throat> that's what I was telling uh, Kristen about the other day. I was like a 1956 Cadillac because I said if I recall, I think it was like 53 or something that the first ever hardtop convertible came out. I think it was I think Ford did it, um, and yeah. And I was saying that your fifty six had a had auto high beams. I was like, I think that's what it has. I was like, I am pretty positive that's what it is. And I was like, God, of course. Now I am blanking on what it's called and what it actually is. I was like, but I am pretty positive it's auto high beams. And we were yes, just how astonished. I think it's that. called
1: the uh, Autotronic Eye or, or something, something like, like that. that.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> it looks like a little
1: spaceship on your dash. It does. It looks and, like it's about
0: to beam you up.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's got a little eyeball yeah. in it. And and what's super cool. The brains of it uh are on the wheel housing in the engine bay and it's completely tube powered you know that's Um, so cool
0: i mean how how innovative and creative and in yeah super neat i was i
1: I took it apart i took it apart and it looked brand new inside i mean the paint the decals everything brand freaking new
0: that's awesome
1: I was um, saying to Chris, so after
0: World War II, there there was no better times than than post World War II anything in America.
1: Well, you know, I was talking about that with uh, Hank the other day. You know, there's a lot of people that wanted uh pre-war cars.
0: Pre-war cars um, are great; they're very sweet. Yeah. But yeah. After World War II, we figured out how to do curved glass, the porthole cover, the portholes on, you know, especially in the Buicks, you know, the big fins. Yes. I feel like, well, you know. What was beautiful
1: about that time was that it was, at least in my opinion, when it comes to uh, the design language, it was dreamy. It was, um,
0: It was futuristic. You know, it was fantasy. It was futuristic. It was, uh, you yeah. know,
1: You know, space was on the horizon, and, and that right. was, you know, that was kind of influencing the design. Um, so cool. you know jets and all that kind of stuff it just wonderful um so that autotronic eye though yeah that that's supposed to automatically dim your high beams when <laughs> it's car so... is is coming on you know which is so funny because you see that on let talk about on, <clears throat> on modern cars you know like oh it's got that feature yeah and it's like a like, big
0: deal when i review a car right. and i'm like oh it has auto you know auto uh yeah. high beams and people are like ooh, <laughs> right
1: right and it's just you know it's kind of fun like that um Anyways, back to the whole story. Yeah, with the, the first driver of that car, though. <laughs> so, you know, you're going through all these different systems. You get it halfway running. Uh, I got it down the driveway and halfway down the street, and it, it completely puked its guts. I mean, transmission fluid was leaking. It was just pouring out. It was just everywhere. Uh, I rolled it back slightly, and then, you know, the battery was completely dead. And this lady, I mean, I, I wasn't parked for 10 seconds. And this lady came out and, and said, you know, is that, are you going to leave that there? I, I have an appointment I have to get to. I said, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm moving it. You know, we'll, we'll get it out. So, you know, I ran home and uh, put the battery on a quick charge and able to, to limp it back into the garage. Thank God. Um, and five minutes later, that lady was outside walking her dog. She just, <laughs>
0: that's my favorite part that's my favorite part because you said like you were just you were rushing you were really working hard you were sweating you were you know that's you start to get swamp ass at that point like you're just like I've got this poor lady has to go to a doctor appointment she could die at any moment I don't know what she's got wrong with her and then you rush you get this car back I mean this car is like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then you get it back home after what 15 minutes you know Right. Uh, and then you get back home, and the woman's like, La,
1: da, 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 da. "You know, yeah. like
0: <laughs> she didn't have to go to a doctor appointment for seven days." Right? you are like, "You suck!" <laughs> oh yeah. Now there's
1: a lot of people out there they don't they don't share the love for the old cars. This is an old hunk of junk <clears throat> to some people.
0: But you know. why, I mean, why not? Why not just appreciate that? I mean, because the woman, if I recall, you know, she was what in her 50s, 60s. Yes. And you're you're 33 30 at this time you were what 31 32 yeah. when this happened something like that yeah and so why not why isn't she looking going you know what i feel really sorry for that guy he's trying to keep <laughs> hope alive with the with the old yeah. generation yeah. you know what i bet she wouldn't be so angry if you were trying to date her because you were a young pup trying to date an older woman, but she's Ooh. angry that you park your old ass busted ride in front of Burn her that house. That old
1: pile of crap.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Get that old pile of crap out of here. You know what? Why don't I call you an old pile of crap? Okay, there, lady. Yeah. Listen here, busted. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this went sexist. Well, earthquake. I mean, yeah.
1: The lady has since left the neighborhood. She's moved. So you know why?
0: The crisis because, was averted. Because. <laughs> Because she yeah. had no respect and nobody had any respect for her.
1: That's it. That's it. That's so what it is. take
0: that to heart, folks.
1: <laughs> People that take, are listening to that. So take let that be a to lesson to all of you. <laughs> yeah. If you see a broken down Cadillac, leave the guy alone. <laughs> you
0: know? some slack. Stick that it's pipe like, and it's like, Yeah, it took
1: like a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to be broken down
0: right there. a <laughs> <Bong or> Blintz. <laughs> yeah so oh that's that that's just that's one of my favorite stories because i just love that the ones like are you gonna be long (laughs) i got a doctor no i mean i was talking about
1: this the other day back when i lived in uh, a town home and i had the i had the 50 cadillac and i was getting ready i was getting it ready for the wedding and you know i had it up on jack stands and i was i was just doing breaks it was no long-term deal and uh you know, the town we didn't have garages; it was a parking lot. Right. And um, this lady rings my doorbell, and she's the head of the HOA there. She said, "Oh, you know, is that your car over there?" And I said, yeah. You know, and it had a tag and in insurance; it was legal. And uh, she said, "Oh, you know, that it's a nice car." And I said, "Oh, thanks. You know, I'm I'm just about to get married. I'm I'm getting it ready right now uh, for the wedding." And she said, "Well." Um just so you know, you can't you can't work on it here, sir. It's it's not a junkyard, you understand. <laughs> it's
2: not a and junkyard. I was like,
1: you It's bitch. not a junkyard. You know? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, it's I mean, just- but that was just uh that was a a strike to the heart there.
0: And but- what's what's even more what I find very interesting cuz I I love sharing this story or these two stories really. Your bachelor party, we went out drinking <laughs> have, have a good time and what do we do we went home we got the Cadillac and drove around <laughs> drove around town we for like downtown. two hours driving yeah. the Cadillac instead we were having a better time in the Cadillac yeah I think that, we had six of us in that car yeah that's how that's how nerdy we are about cars we were like you uh, know what? that's what that's what i I
1: you know was one of the funniest things uh <laughs> being back to the wedding you guys were following us we were taking it to the the drive in movie there no
0: reba and i were in the back seat of the car with you remember yeah but so- somebody else was following it us it was it was and ned they, and uh... i see i see the lights flashing <laughs> and
1: they they you know we hear this loud noise and this all of a sudden pop. lights flashing and yeah the damn exhaust pipe had just fallen clean off the car. I mean, it, it, it literally rotted off.
0: I I, I heard it, and I immediately like jumped and looked out the back window, which is like four feet higher than I am sitting down. So I'm like looking out, and yeah. you just see this metal pipe just spinning, just just on, like it looked like it was on fire, yeah. but it wasn't. It I, was just the sparks. Yeah. And we just left it. We, <laughs> we pulled into we, the, just, we pulled into that neighborhood, or that street, and we we were like. We looked around, and you're like, "Well, it's running fine." You know, so we yeah. just kept <laughs>
1: well. I mean, it, it 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 already had such a terrible exhaust leak that, that car, I never fixed that. It was just because I liked the way it sounded. You it know. actually
0: sounded good. And you know what? That that believe it or not, riding in that 50, that was the moment where Reba said to me, "You know, we got married." What two years later after that, right? And but she said that to me, "The deal." They, well, it did. She <laughs> fell in love with me right then and there. I, I knew it. I know it. There was an awkward handy in the back, but uh, yeah, that's no. what that thing was. <laughs> she told me that <laughs> after that ride and going to the the drive-in movie, uh, she told me that she really that was that was the thing that sealed the deal. Where she still says that she wants a like a cl- a big classic car, classic wagon of sorts that we can kind of rebuild and play with. because that that 50 was such a cool thing to her she had never done that before she'd never ridden in cars like that before right right so her being in it she was like this is really this is this is very america you know Um, yeah
1: well i mean and that's what's so cool about it it's a time forgotten well it's you know i was looking last night at some magazine i don't remember what it was but they were it was a shootout with the brand new uh you know top dog camaro top dog mustang mm-hmm. and challenger um you know zero to 60s quarter miles and all this kind of stuff uh you know they were all shy of i don't know 80 to 95 grand something like that yeah
0: you were talking about the you're talking about the gt500 the zl1 one le and the uh challenger hellcat red eye yes why and so you know
1: um you get sucked into looking at numbers in mm-hmm. these books mm-hmm. or magazines, and and you go, oh, it's it's like bragging rights. Yeah. Oh, yours does it, you know, yours does the quarter in eleven point six. Mine does it in eleven point four. Right. And you look at a a a watch. You're talking a fraction of a second. Now, I mean, if you're out there, really, if you're a big race
0: head, and and you know, that's yeah, that's it's either a lot. real hobby or something you're making money off of. Different story.
1: Yeah. But I mean, if you yeah, if if you're doing that thing, then yes, fractions of a second is the whole world. I mean, it's night and day. But in terms of ownership experience um, and driving, you know, it really doesn't matter. When it comes down to your daily driver, you know, uh, you got to enjoy the car. You know, you have to enjoy driving it, and and that's the thing. You know, um, Hank, who I you know keep talking about, I talk cars with him all the time. You know. They people from his generation they they wax poetic about how fast these cars were back in the day. Um, they were more deadly
0: know. than fast,
1: really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it was it's it's very different. Uh, today's cars are way more refined; they're right. better at everything. Um, but the experience is different, and you know, the, the bragging rights of zero to sixty and quarter mile times and horsepower um it just once you live with a car it doesn't really matter i mean it's it's the whole package it's you know it's a powder weight ratio but also the smell and the feel the drivability the overall that, it, yeah. everything it does good everything it does bad right i mean and just how you, how it makes you feel. The
0: characteristics, it's, the personalities. The, yes. You know, yeah. Right.
1: So the old cars have personality big time mm-hmm. and, and that's what I, you know, really enjoy about them. Uh, especially the fifties stuff. It's just every time I, I look at it in person, it's a heartthrob, you know, it's just right. a, it's just a, it's a piece of art.
0: Well, it's a, it's, it, it is truly art. I mean, I, I'm, you know, we're, of course you and I are the same, uh, the same, you know, opinion of this, that, that automotive, automotive design is art. It can be absolutely art. You look at cars from, you know, the twenties, the forties, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, eighties, nineties, there are certain cars that just are pure art. 100%. Um, Oh,
1: I mean, I want to learn more about the era of cars in the twenties. You know, I don't know if Pierce arrow was, out then uh, They, they
0: were, I think, I think mid to late twenties, I think 25, 23, 25, something like yeah. that. And then there's, on a, from there.
1: there's an era of car that I don't, off the top of my head, I forget what they would call it, the, the period of it. But, uh, these things are just, you talk about art, I mean, and craftsmanship, these things had oh, brass, 1901
0: to 1938, <laughs> we, were, we were way off.
1: Yeah. Well, what else is new, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, uh they just the, the the metal that they used on these things the the mm-hmm. brass the nickel yeah um keep in mind that these cars were for the the super elite you yeah, know, yeah, yeah the right, average yeah. joe couldn't afford these cars
0: well keep in mind that some of those cars were actually just all it was was they would uh a car company would design a shell or, or they would design. Sorry, the like the chassis, the engine, and stuff like that, and the rest of it would be coach built to your specifications. Yes. Right. You know, right. and that's why you have so many Rolls Royces and Bentleys and Caddies and Lincolns that were so radically different. There was like three of them. You know, right. Right. and that to me is cool. I don't know if you know this or not, but junior year in high school, I actually did our uh, our American history class. We had to do a thesis. Uh, which you probably don't remember this because you remember nothing about history or about our history in high school and stuff. But I, I don't remember, remember what I had for lunch. Today. <laughs> 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 but we had to do a, a thesis about um, something to do with American history. And I did the roaring twenties as it related to cars in America. Yeah, um, And that was my junior thesis for American history class. And it was about mainly about Waltero and Bentley and, and car companies like that, the super elite cars that were, around during the roaring 20s that were the 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 game changers of sorts um right now w o bentley was not so much necessarily you know super or the bentley cars weren't so much elite here in the united states they were more in europe but they were seen as extreme because they were race cars you know right, right. and they they raced you know all over the world and so right. people saw that as a big a big deal. And right. I mean, God, to, to think that those cars in the twenties and thirties would do 80 to 120 miles an hour. Some of them, some of them oh, yeah. faster than that. And you just, I look at these cars and go, who the hell's going 120 in that? The tires right. are like an inch and a half wide. It's yep. crazy. It It is. It, yep. I think about, <clears throat> and I romanticize about it. I romanticize like, about the the people that had the balls to do it. Um, right. Right. And how much courage, or alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> or cocaine it took to do these things, right? And it's so cool. It's so cool.
1: Yeah. No. I. It's. It's unfortunate that that era is not um, as well represented in your average car shows. Right. And I don't. I don't just mean like you know cruise cruisins. I mean you know um, actual goodie or uh, um, yeah. Good, the, guys and, yeah, and, good guys, yeah, good guys. Thank and you. And the uh, auto fair, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes and some year, even. yes, uh, yeah. I mean, some years are better than others, and, and sometimes you get lucky. Um, but you know, I've always wanted to attend one of those Pebble Beach type deals, you know, the, the higher level, and well, and let's see go. This I stuff. can
0: I can get in as a journalist, and I can bring you with me. Yep.
1: Yeah. I I have to go sometime because I've always wanted know. to go.
0: I just, the uh, I guess the biggest problem is that I just, I never thought it was really necessary because I, I, I wasn't going to be going to necessarily cover it and start taking pictures. I just wanted to go for the experience as a journalist to hang out with other journalists I know. And, you know, and it's like, well, right. But it, I, man, I, I remember, remember we went to the good Guys show in, in Raleigh and yeah. we saw that V 16 Cadillac. It was basically a rest of mod is really what it was we're yeah. not not even yeah yeah not, yeah it was, no because i think it had a
1: chevy 350
0: under the yeah hood. right and uh but it was cool to even see the car just yes. because we i mean you and i we knew what it was immediately right right, we're right. like oh is that a v16 you know like we just yeah. we were gawking over of course the v16 would be worth millions of dollars you know to ever put into a car <laughs> it's ridiculous well
1: you know i so this, you know, taking it full circle. So there's two things to be said. Um, I was at the Charlotte Auto Fair a few years ago, and there were some guys uh, that had a couple cars there that they were uh, showing. That you know, it was a restoration company, and the owner was you know letting them take the car out uh, to be shown. And I was talking to one of the guys. Just uh, I think it was a '53, give or take. It was a Buick Special. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, four doors. It was a kind of a basic car, um, but it was, it was nut and bolt. Every single thing brand new, all the plating, you know, you name it. It was a, it was a showroom car. And uh, I asked him, you know, what the deal was with that. I think it was in the family and it was somebody that had money and it was, it was in the family and they wanted it like new, but, that car that car specifically i think it was 300 or 350 grand that they had in that restoration Good lord yep and I, I you know that's what i said and he said well we have got another one over there i forget what it was it was a 30s chrysler coupe of some sort convertible thing and they had like 500k in it oh my god you, you know and so the cars are <laughs> stunning but you can't uh you can't, you drive can't drive. really you can't drive them. No. You can't go out and enjoy them. And so that's the other side of the coin. That's the beauty of, you know, everybody wants to uh, stick their nose up at a, you know, if, if a car has a Chevy 350 under the hood. Um, but, you know, the other side of the coin, you, you want, these you cars want are seen. art. You want it to be seen. You want yeah. it. You want to experience it. You want to get it out there and clone you know, it the best you can do the, do what you can. And that's it, you know, enjoy it. And, you know, this Cadillac here, uh, the 56, I was really trying to, to be true to the car. And, and, you know, I restored the original, I have the engine, the original engine and trans rebuilt. And, you know, I'm using all the original stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, except for the brakes. Um, but, um, you know, in saying that it's taken a lot longer, uh, to get this car rolling. And um, I think my next car, I, I really, I want to be quote unquote set free, you know, where there's no rules and you can just kind of build a hot rod. And um, I've seen the other side of the court because that old 50, that was all original, but you know, you're not taking that down <clears throat> the highway and doing 75 no, and uh, you know, on a, on a hot summer day. And you know, you, you can't really, go out and about and people today um, you know, not everybody understands how old a car is and and what it's capable and what it's not capable of. And, you know, people will ride your butt and they'll they'll stop early in front of you. And um, in saying all that kind of stuff, I'm I'm finally warming up to the idea of, of taking these classics and, and making them usable, you know, Mm-hmm. In the real world, in the in the current real world, how it is, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, that can mean a different engine or transmission, brakes and electric wipers, uh, LED lighting, yeah. you know, um, safety stuff, safety stuff,
0: stuff you to know? make the car more usable, you know,
1: yeah, because then you can get it out there, and and in some cases it's cheaper, you know. And, and and the parts are more easily attained you know and, yeah um so anyway uh that is that is what's going on with that
0: well and that's you know? like i you know i love the the old original bentley's you know the atlantic the type the the type 57 the the old old original og bentley's the you know the persang and stuff like that um, right or the, the type thirty five, all this stuff, um is what I meant to say. Not per se, but I'm looking at something do yeah, I, I don't yeah, I don't know them so very well at all. Well the the old original Bugattis, um funny enough, It's Bugatti, who is uh, actually the uh was the brother of Monet. Um but those cars are they're priceless. You you can't mm-hmm. drive them. You can't you you could see them you can't touch them ever. Right. Right. But there are companies out there that are building clones that are, you know, a quarter of a million dollars, you know, basically. Right. Right. But those you can drive, those you can use. And they're, they they model them down even to the engine, to the chassis, suspension, you know, the the, the brakes, everything, to be as <clears throat> as correct as possible. Um, wow. Which is cool. Yeah. That's why it's a quarter yeah. million to half million dollars for these things, you know. Right. It's true right. craftsmanship, you know. Yes. But. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, that's, I mean, look, that's unobtainium for you and I, but right, right. it's at least obtainable to, or attainable to somebody else who can experience it, who can drive it and let it be seen, let it be heard. Right. And, I, you know, so, you know, obviously, you know, my dad being the classic car guy he is, and, you know, he built that 69 Trans Am clone. Right. And that's cool. You know, that was... To me I think, you know, the the real one is they didn't build many of in the various forms of it and they're they're pretty much priceless and some right. of them, you know, they're worth quarter million or more, you know. Right. And you know, dad's car when he built it, you know, it was probably worth 60-70, you know, when it was done. And right. that's that the hell that's a hell of a lot better than a quarter million or more, but it's also right. it's it's slightly attainable, but you know, you and I get into this conversation all the time. Classic cars should not be as expensive as they are. It's ridiculous. They made too many of most of these cars anyway for them to ever be worth as much as they are a, 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 any Mustang or Camaro with a V eight or a V six from the sixties. Shouldn't be worth that much damn money unless it's a Z 28 or a boss or, you know, a Shelby or anything like that. Sure. I get it. But if it had right. a 350, if it had, if it had a, if it was just a regular Mustang with a 302, stop it, stop it. Right. You know, if it, or I mean a 289, not a 302, but if it had a 289, stop it. Cut the crap. You know, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't need, you don't need to spend $35,000, $40,000 on a damn 67 Mustang. You know, right. they made for God's sake Mustang Ford made a million Mustangs before the sixties were over
1: right that's well and you know so that's that's another thing so these things come in waves mm-hmm. and you know the people that love them get to a point in their life where they have you know the extra income to explore that and and so that's why you know a lot of people that grew up wanting a muscle car maybe couldn't afford it you know they get to that age now that age group that demographic is who can afford these cars and and so that's what drives up the price that's what makes them you know kind of popular in that way you look at um, you know the old uh 30s Fords or, or or 20s rather i mean just the the really early stuff mm-hmm. um old model A's and stuff you can get them pretty reasonable i was going to say
0: lo- they're reasonable they're in their 20s and 30s at most i feel like at most. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, but you know, some of the more basic ones, I mean, how you can get them for 15 and 12 to 15 <clears> and they're, they're pretty clean. Yeah. Um, and it's because the generation that really love those, I mean, they, they're, they're aging out, uh, you know, so that's what's happening. And then, you know, I would love a car like that, but, uh, hell they top out at 45 or something like that. And yeah. Um, Again, you get run over. You know, going <laughs> oh, down the street. oh yeah, you know. There was a guy. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. I mean, they're a little just wind how, in your how hair, simple
0: bugs in your teeth. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, how simple and mechanical they are. Um, I I absolutely I just love them. But uh, again, it's you know it's that whole package. It's the it's the how realistic it can be to own. A classic car you know you have that era you've got the 50s the 60s yeah 60s cars you know were a little bit more street friendly they had power and transmissions that yeah Yeah. you know stuff like that so you know i i got this 56 cadillac and i wasn't really looking for a coupe but that's what i got and it ended up being you know worth a little bit more
0: as a two-door um so and, it's, to, and it's pillarless, to, yes, um, which is a which is an even bigger deal at the time.
1: Yeah, I don't know what uh, fifty six May. Well, I don't know if it was fifty four or not. Fifty four, five, and six were, uh, you know, very similar bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so fifty four might have been the first year for the the pillarless hard top.
0: But think about um, that now, where most cars aren't pillarless. Hard tops anymore. The the last ones are really like Mercedes Benz. You know, they do they like to do pillarless um coops, you know, hard top right. coops and stuff like that. And uh but but it's it's crazy to think that in the fifties they were willing to do that. Now granted they didn't have the crash test standards like that we have now. Right. You know, if you roll right. over on a pillarless roof, guess what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glass is exactly. shattering and so is your head. You know, so yeah. But it's cool. It's just it's cool. It's cool that yeah. it was a design thing. They, they looked at it from a perspective of design. And then the, the, later on they were like, let's see if we can make this safer, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can not kill people. Right. But Yeah. You know,
1: I, you know, but I try to stay true to that car, you know, um, from a design standpoint, I, I, I really love how they came out from the factory. Some people want to, you know, go wild with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, It seems that their value is, you know, kind of hit or miss, you know, they, I don't know if, if that age group thing is, is, is aging out, you know, or, or what, but, um, I love the car anyways. I I love the 50 stuff. Um,
0: I was excited. I was really excited when you got it. I mean, I'm still excited for you now, but I know that what you've been through with it and the 50 and it's, (laughs) it's as your right. friend i'm like oh god this poor, this
1: poor bastard yeah this yeah. poor
0: bastard literally like oh god yeah, you yeah.
1: Know? and it, it yeah it, no i mean and that's why you see guys running the chevy stuff because you can make it happen for 20 know? bucks <laughs> for, <laughs> for a handshake
0: <laughs> and 20 dollars. you've got yourself right. a 57 chevy that works right. you know
1: well and that's the that's the the wild part of it all you know the 57 chevy parts are a quarter of what a Cadillac part is. You look at a water pump, yeah, you know, 50 bucks for the, the Bel Air and 200 bucks for the Cadillac. Uh, and when the car's completely restored, the damn Bel Air is worth four times as much as the Cadillac, <laughs> which if is it's, so stupid. It's, yeah, it's weird, it's weird, but I, you know, I love the Bel Airs too. Um, see,
0: I don't, I'll never forgive them. <laughs> those bastards they took my father i'll never (laughs) forget yeah yeah
1: you know so i don't know i don't know it's that's just that's how the industry is that's that's the cars but um so modern cars uh i've been into the you know the trucks because of just you know their their utility you know um and so I recently, you know, got the uh the Ram twenty five hundred. Right. Uh it's a mixed bag. So, you know, prior to that I I had F one fifties. Um so
0: You had the you fifteen know, uh single it cab. It was, it was a sixteen 16 single cab. Yeah. In the green, then, in the guard same green that that my fifteen Mustang had. Right. With the five liter V eight you had. In it.
1: Fantastic.
0: Fantastic eight, truck. Eight foot fu- eight foot bed. Yeah. Uh yeah. vinyl interior, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you finally you before you got that, uh, you finally had traded in your two thousand three V six F one fifty single cab eight foot bed um for yeah. the for the sixteen.
1: Yes. <clears throat> I sold that and the fifty Cadillac. That's right. To help yeah. uh to help Facilitate. fund the uh, yeah. The, the 16 F-150. And so that was a fantastic truck, especially coming from a V6, you know, gutless uh, 03.
0: Right. With um, rear-wheel drive only.
1: Yes. Yes. So this, this 16 had four-wheel drive. And, I drove,
0: um, I drove your, do you remember this? I drove your 2003 after you got married from the reception back to your house uh, or back to <laughs> your, uh, no, where it was? No, back to the hotel. Yeah. You got married in a dry county, so we had to bring our own booze. It had to be; it could only be beer, right? No liquor.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we brought a couple of kegs right. in the truck.
0: So me and the guys we loaded the kegs in the in the F one fifty. Right, and somehow I don't know who did it. it. It may have been me. I can't remember, but somebody got. I had to. Um, I had to to use the straps, the tie downs, to to make sure that the. The kegs weren't gonna go anywhere, right? Right, right. The one everybody had left and I was still there trying to get this one tie down undone because there was such a knot built into <laughs> it. It took right. me like an hour. And <laughs> like to the point I almost I almost just whipped out a knife and cut it because I was so annoyed. Yeah, um, you should have. I should have. That was also cut, cut that some bitch.
1: Cut that bitch. Uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was also the, the same weekend that Reba accidentally told me that she loved me and got in Oops. my car and drove away and went to the hotel and waited for me. She thought I was gonna break up with her. I was like, No, I'm not gonna break up with you. I love you too. Um Yeah, look how that worked out. <laughs> now she's married Who to was? me, poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um yeah, that so I drove that rear-wheel drive, 8-foot beds, V6, F-150, loaded down with some kegs in it. And yeah. it was gutless as hell. Um, <laughs> it started to rain at one point, and I was like, holy hell. Yeah. Um, I think Ned was following me, or I was following him, and he was in his Impreza. <laughs> This little wagon right. that I had, um, yeah. <laughs> which we, we all climbed into that for dinner that one night, all the guys, which was even yep. funnier. Um, <laughs>
1: I tell you, I, I mean, I, I missed that truck in, in, a, in a certain light. I missed that truck. It was simple. Um, it was ridiculously simple. It had zero options, mm-hmm. although it, it did have air conditioning and a, a radio you know <laughs> but it had it had yeah you know a vinyl bench seat rubber floor mm-hmm. crank windows it was white you know um, why is it going to be white well you know just the contractor special it was just a, <laughs> with it the, was playing with Jane. the
0: gray plastic
1: yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and i i i i miss that truck in certain ways you know um it's a great farm truck yeah And that's where it went to go live its its days out. The guy that bought it, um, that's what it was going to be. But um, you know, it was easy to load things because it it was relatively as a two wheel drive. It sat a little bit lower, and uh, easier to load the the mower into that and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, But uh, anyway, I get the sixteen F one fifty. Yeah, I get the sixteen F one fifty. In my opinion. I mean, I've been out of having a fast car for for years, but in my opinion, that truck was was faster than necessary in any in any way. It had the five liter, honestly, and the I aluminum body. That,
0: I don't think that truck would have been much slower, if even slower than your '98 GT Mustang you had.
1: Oh hell, it would have it would have left that in the dust. <laughs> I
0: well, mean, you, really, we had some mods on the uh, on the '98. Yeah, but
1: I mean, it would have left
0: that in the dust. But this. <laughs>
1: you know that that truck was really really fast uh for a pickup truck and it's pretty light and any vehicle yeah yeah i don't remember what the spec is on it but somewhere around i don't know 4,500 pounds i'll find it uh, right for you mm. <laughs> so i had that for a little bit and uh you know, again, another single cab, and so there's the, the shortcomings of the single cab. Um, we have a dog. If we go on long trips, you know, he's a he's 85 pounds. You know, he's a husky golden mix, and so
0: and he refuses to sit um, in the back. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I mean, you know, and if you're going on on a road trip, you know, he's going to be in the cab with you. Yeah, it's just laying on you and hair everywhere, and um, that gets old after a few hours. Yeah, uh, so. You know, I, I, again, I got a single cab because I just happened to find a good deal on the used, you know, it was a 16. Um, and what caused the change in that one, I had been saving for a long time. I paid it down pretty good. And, uh, we had my niece in town and we had to use the truck to get around. And, um, her knees were, were hitting the radio buttons, you know, kept very, changing the radio it, station.
0: It was very awkward that she had to sit on your lap while you were driving and your wife is looking at you going, is this really, you know, does this really have to happen? <laughs> well, she wasn't quite on the lap, you know. <laughs> it was, it was the center seat there is a bench, you know. Honey, you don't but, understand.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, her knees were changing the radio. and I said, you know what, screw this. Let's get a uh, Let's get into something i'm making payments let's just trade it in and, and get into something that has uh you know four doors and um as being a ford guy i i went to ford i went all over uh i wanted to i wanted to get something that was you know very capable of hauling around the cadillac and whatever other cars you know if need be. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, a trailer in that Cadillac, you're you're going to be around seven thousand pounds, maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. Um, my F one fifty that was rated for nine thousand, so it was capable, and it did it very well. Uh, but I I like to get stuff that is you know overly you know much more capable. I don't like using something up to you know eighty percent of its capability or you know what I'm saying? You know, I like some, some breathing some, room.
0: Yeah, some room.
1: Um, so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to shoot high. I'm going to get the the, the be-all, do-all truck, you know, and get a three-quarter ton that'll tell anything I ever need it to and have four doors so I have room for everybody. And um, I, you know, like I said, being a Ford guy, I, I was looking at F-250s mm-hmm. and – This was recent. This was right before they released the 7.3 liter gas engine. Um, You know, I wasn't going to do diesel. I I couldn't justify the cost or, you know, getting that and and the cost of maintenance. Uh, I just plain old couldn't justify it. Couldn't afford it either. I mean, you know, so I I was looking for gas engines and uh, I was running, I was going through hell running around all the different dealerships you know, trying to test drive an F-250 with a 7.3 liter gas, I went to two or three different dealerships and, you know, they, they would, they didn't know what they were talking about. They would say that they had it in stock and I'd get there and, Oh no, we don't, yeah, we don't have that. Somebody would come out. We don't have that in stock yet. It's going to be another month or a few weeks or whatever. Uh, but you know, why don't you try driving the, what is it? The 6.2, yeah. Um, 6.2. You know, they're trying they're trying to sell me on that and uh Russ who I work for, you know, he's got a 07 Ram of 6 Ram and by now it's got two hundred fifteen thousand, two hundred sixteen thousand miles on it mm-hmm. and uh you know, he loves it. Uh I've never been a Dodge guy. Um you know, I've always been a Ford guy. His gas gauge is
0: not a Dodge guy either, so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
1: you know I said, okay, i'll I'll look at him just for what the hell. I'll look at him. And so I went to you know uh, Ram now, and uh they it was just bottom bottom line. they wanted to sell a truck more than Ford did they there was more included in the price, and the price was cheaper,
0: yeah, you know, and they would come up off <clears throat> and, that's and your, your, your ram is pretty badass. I mean, it really is, it's it's a it's a big truck. It's a truck, really nice truck, but it has it's a really quite nice a few truck. options on it, just as standard.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, the radio's I'm, nicer. I'm you know, I'm pretty, uh, pretty easy to please when it comes to options. Yeah, I, yeah. I like a yeah. I like a simple. You know, I like them simple. Um, but this truck, you know, from the factory came with Bluetooth um, and a reverse camera and thank power windows god. yes thank god you know power windows and um all that all that jazz that you kids these days
0: <laughs> that you kids can't live without
1: yeah you know um and it's it's actually really it's really nice to have and you know the ford the the, the comparable ford um uh, 10 grand more it was i want to say it was probably around five to seven k more and it yeah uh, it it had roll down windows and it didn't have the, the camera. It didn't have any of that stuff. Um, and you know, they wouldn't even budge. I mean, they th- all day long, they'd they let wouldn't you even walk. write your name down. <laughs> no, I mean, because they, they knew it was, they knew they could sell it. It's one of the leading trucks, you know, that are sold. Um, so, you know, I got the Ram. I enjoyed the Ram. What two things to be said about it. Uh, on one front, I'm going into you know this is a three quarter ton truck. Right. Uh, having lived with half ton trucks, it's a different animal. Right. Um,
0: now you have I'm, a weighted tag now.
1: Yes, and you know I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that uh, older three quarter ton trucks compared to modern three quarter ton trucks were also night and day. Yeah. Uh, you know, they probably really beat you up in those old ones. There are stiffer rides and all that. But you also uh, can't
0: but, with the, with your Ram, especially if it has a load on it. <laughs> uh, if, if you're hauling anything, there are streets, there are downtown areas where you can't even drive the truck. Right.
1: Well, I mean, it's not like you're restricted, you know, by any law or anything. No, I just mean weight
0: and stuff like that. And
1: it, it's, it's a pain in the ass to park. Right um and there are situations a big yeah truck. yeah it's you know so parking cute. decks that's out of the question i still love know. that
0: you wanted to get uh you wanted to get what a 21 foot trailer or 25 foot trailer whatever it was
1: it was a, it was 18 it was, an 18, it was 18, 18
0: okay yeah for the cadillac yeah there, for, the, but... <laughs> for, the, for the 56 yeah. and i was like which Whoa. is what you need i mean you really well, you you need it if yeah it
1: for that car it's a long car that that 56 coupe is longer than the 54 door I had.
0: Remember, we uh, we sat it next to my mom's Escalade ESV, <laughs> or 2016 or 17, whatever it was, and uh, it's like the same length. like, it's like, right. it's like yeah. the same damn length. By the way, just real quick, I looked up your car driver tested a four wheel drive, uh, five liter crew cab F150 in 2016. -hmm. That truck weighed fifty two hundred and twenty pounds and hit sixty in six point three seconds. See, I would say yours is probably a good. I'd say probably two or three hundred pounds less. Yeah, I was gonna say like probably forty eight to five thousand, or yeah, forty eight hundred to five thousand. So let's just say zero to sixty. I would let's just say it's a six same six point three seconds zero to sixty. Yeah, that's crazy quick for a pickup truck and oh it's unbelievable i mean and it had a sport mode
1: it was it was silly i mean i i almost never floored the truck you know what's even crazier
0: my dad's 18 right now they're talking about the at the end of this article they talk about the three and a half liter eco boost which is what my dad has in his platinum that is half a second quicker to 60 than the five liter so you think yeah it's got the turbo point eight seconds to 60 and now at that time, they still had, if I recall, they still had the six-speed automatic. Now they have the ten-speed, and this thing yeah. absolutely hauls ass. Yeah, no, they're unbelievable, I, and I, I love them. I mean, if I was to
1: get another half-ton truck, it, it would be an F one hundred and fifty, without question. But um,
0: I don't, I don't know. I haven't driven the new the new Rams yet, but
1: I I've, haven't either. But I, I just, man, I just. Having had that 16, it was just a as far as a half ton, that was just a, a awesome truck.
0: But I've had multiple people tell me, I've in fact, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was, I think it was Kristen Shaw said the other day, because she is the president of the Texas Auto Writers Association. So they do, they're the ones that like hand out the big Texas, you know, truck award kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, she said the Ram is bet, way better than F150 right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's interesting. Way, way. Well,
1: they've they've done a they've done a lot with the interiors and the options and all that kind of stuff. The bells and whistles.
0: Yeah, they're a good looking
1: truck, you know, bells and whistles and all that.
0: I saw your Um, truck the other day. I've seen your truck like three or four times now. Your same color, everything. Right. And it's long bed. Yes, long bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and it's huge there's one that runs around town here that is that actually uh, uh, a couple times now when I've been to the local Ford dealer because it's attached to a Dodge dealership and it's been there or parked on the side and you can't like when you go around the corner you you have to back up and turn around because you can't even get around the corner because he's parked there in a space yeah. that it's just too long but every time I yeah. see him number one massive ass truck number two yes. really good looking truck though like, yeah no really I mean, muscular a, and very like, yes uh, uh very yeah no i when i went i went so it's a 19
1: and when i went you know my goal was if i was going to consider the truck i would have gotten the the quote-unquote classic body which was the, right. the prior body um but you know the one i test drove was that new body it was black and had the chrome package um And I just said, that's it. That's, that's what I want. So, you know, once Ford just really didn't want a deal, I said, all right, I'm going to Ram. And I went and I bought the Ram. And I mean, Ford actually called that night, you know, what, you know, what can we do to earn your business? I said, nothing. I I just bought a Ram. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, you know, it's a great truck, uh, you know, by nature, it's, you know, being a three quarter ton, you have different characteristics with that, regardless of brand um the thing that i hate about the truck uh is it has this eco mode where it shuts down four cylinders and um you know you can't go into you can't really turn it off there's a way to but it's 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 not like you're really permanently doing it you know every time you put it in drive this is an eight-speed transmission every time you put it in drive if you there's a gear plus and minus button on the steering wheel and if you if you scroll down and you 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 select gear 8 mm-hmm. so it's going to run through all gears like normal it won't engage um eco mode which you know eco mode shuts down four cylinders just to save gas every time it does that there's a vibration in the truck uh, just kind of a, a noise and <clears throat> it's especially it, it, it's especially drony at like 1900 RPM, uh, regardless of gear, regardless of speed. Um, and what did they tell you?
0: You took it to the shop and what did they tell you about it? Yeah.
1: I mean, long story short, they, they said it's, it's normal. That's normal. That's just a characteristic of it. Um, so does it, it really needs to be, yeah, it needs to be seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not, you can just feel it and, and hear it and, you know, I've gotten used to it. Um also if it's in tow mode it won't do that it, they'll change the shift patterns a little bit but you know bottom line you're saving one mile to the gallon and this truck gets terrible gas mileage i'm <laughs> I, I average i average 12. Good i average 12. Lord. yep I, it's really really bad would but you, like you to, know would you like
0: to know what i'm averaging right now in a in my gt350 with 526 horsepower and 469 <laughs> pound-feet of torque? Uh, Do I have a choice? No, you don't. Uh, I'm currently, after 15,000, almost 16,000 miles, I am uh, currently uh, averaging 17.4 miles to the gallon, which is really funny because that's exactly one mile per gallon less than my 2015 GT.
1: Yeah. So just remember
0: that when you're driving your truck around, you can have a GT350 for the same price as that damn truck. (laughs) <laughs> and you don't care. You just want. You just want to be a pickup man. You redneck.
1: I'm just a damn redneck, man. Mm-hmm. Listen here, buddy. Uh,
0: but uh, you know
1: that that 16 F150 that I was gonna I forgot to say, the gas mileage was was great on it. I mean, for what it was. Yeah, you were
0: 15 and 21, I, 22 on that.
1: I think I I don't even, I don't know if it's that high, but I know I hit 20 on the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and my old V6 wouldn't hell I don't think I would clear 17
0: right i remember i remember that we talked about that because you were looking at getting a V8 a v8 from that era 2002 2004 2003 v8 and it was like the same gas mileage didn't even matter it was just like yeah but yeah. i i will say i i do think about your your 16 just because it was the same mainly because of the same color as my mustang and it had the 5 liter yeah but it was a, no, it was a great cool, truck man. it was a cool truck like i really I did like that truck
1: I, it was a, it was oh. an awesome truck i mean the the biggest single cab coming.
0: eight foot bed i mean that was yeah with the four-wheel drive i mean yeah. it, it was like a it was like a park ranger truck yeah literally yeah yeah like park ranger spec yeah because it's the same color yeah.
1: and everything basically yeah but, super cool super capable um but uh super
0: comfortable too even the base f-150s are comfortable yeah. pickup modern day pickup trucks are like old school Cadillac comfortable these days, which yeah. is quite oh, yeah, no. it, it's insane they're for being fantastic. a 5,000 pound vehicle. And they're like, you know, floating, like they're a 98 town car, you know,
1: <laughs> no, they're, 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 you know, and, and that's, that is Ford's moneymaker. Uh, and, uh, but with that right being so, said, I
0: mean, way too much damn money for pickup trucks used and new
1: <laughs> oh well the used market at least here in North Carolina, it's obscene I mean, it's ridiculous it
0: really in the it southeast really especially it's ridiculous you, you find a like right now i'm looking at online i'm looking at uh i was like i wonder what green f-150s you know are going for right now because i you know you love green i love green um <laughs> uh you gotta have green shut up so uh <laughs> So this, this 2013 XLT F one hundred and fifty, just shy of 200,000 miles. So 195,000 miles, $12,000 kiss my ass. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. 12 grand. Right. 200,000 miles. I mean, people are asking 13 and 15 for 140 to 180. I'm like, dude, what is this guy wants a hundred or this guy was 14,000 for a 2012 King ranch with 183,000 miles.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, what? it's, it's truly, it's truly mind boggling. I don't understand it. Um, you know, and it's kind of funny growing up, I never had access to a pickup truck. We didn't have pickup trucks. Yeah. Your dad had um, the,
0: the expedition and the later, the, the Mustang.
1: Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, before all that stuff, we had minivans and, and station wagons and all that good stuff, but we never, you know, dad never really needed a truck and it, it wasn't You know, he just didn't need it. Um, Now I would, I can't live without it, you know? So I just, uh, I, I, you gotta have a truck. They're just so handy.
0: Yeah. They're well, I mean, trucks these days are, they're the, they're the modern day, you know, minivan SUVs. They're keeping up with the Joneses, that sort of thing. Yeah. Everybody uses a pickup truck, you know, like it's a, like it's a suburban from the, you know, early two thousands and
1: yeah. it's they kind of do everything i mean they, except yeah. for the gas mileage but in general they they do everything they haul stuff home from home depot they take kids to soccer yeah you know they well, can drive in the snow and as you know, you know they're safe as
0: that. you know i've i've had dad's 18 f-150 since he since they moved to their new house and his, yeah. his platinum and Reba and i drive it all the time because especially when it was the winter time he was like just keep it because i had Um, I blew that rear tire in the, in the Shelby Mm -hmm. and I had to have all four tires replaced in the dead of winter. (laughs) And he's like, just keep the truck. You know, I was going and like basically moving stuff from their old house to their new house or going to picking up stuff for their new house, whatever. And he was just like, just keep the truck. I don't, I don't need it. I'm not using it. You know, he doesn't, he just doesn't care right now. Right. And so I've been using it for i don't know seven months eight months at this point you know almost and i don't use it every day but i use it a decent amount more than i really would care to um just because like right now reba and i are going to build a weightlifting platform for the garage in the garage for her right yeah yeah we have the garage gym. we have everything and we were like you know what we're going to be home the next couple of weeks she obviously isn't going into work um and we were like you know what let's just go get the materials and go you know go build the platform that she's wanted and that we've been selling some garage gym equipment that we just didn't need anymore and just throwing it in the bed of the pickup and driving it you know to meet somebody is easy and then going to pick up the stall mats and the all the wood that we need and it's just like it it, oh it's wonderful and yeah you know keep in mind i drove a 98
1: mustang for 10 years you know that was back when i you know worked as a musician you yeah. know moving equipment yeah and going kind of town to and, town and that yeah yeah and it was lowered and it was dragging on every damn thing <laughs> and I it mean, was
0: loud as hell
1: yeah you know i i I'd, I'd been there done that you i know, did love I,
0: your t-shifter that you had in it yeah the hearst yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah no i mean it's a super fun car you know i enjoy them um but uh when it comes to daily drivability you know just the daily life that the truck to me is just uh it's just it's just great. Yeah. it's just great, you know. You got to have a truck. Just to um,
0: to kind of wrap this up uh yeah. but I think that this will make you laugh because you'll appreciate this. On AutoTrader, uh this one's actually nearby to me. Used 2015 F150 Lariat. So like a mid a mid-grade F150. Mm-hmm. 78,000 miles. 4-wheel drive. Uh, the three and a half liter EcoBoost, (laughs) $28,500. And then this is another one that is, this one is 400 miles away. 2013, 125,205 miles, uh, EcoBoost, uh, V6, uh, again,
1: 125,000 miles, $18,000. Yeah. Kiss my ass. I mean yeah. that's that's
0: ridiculous. Go I'll I'll be dipped. Yeah, I'll be dipped. Listen here, Buster. I'll be dipped. I'll be dipped. I still that's one of my favorite sayings because it means nothing. I'll be dipped. <laughs> you know, it's like what are you a what are you, a chocolate covered pretzel? I'll be. <laughs> I'll be dipped. What are you? What are you a pretzel? <laughs> Get out of here. What are you, a pretzel over here? Get out of here, you little white chocolate piece of shit. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Shunned you are <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So Anywho. Yeah man, I mean that's that is the current state of affairs.
0: I'm glad I pre-recorded With this cuz nobody I see. would listen to this live. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, just
1: kidding. Not at all. They probably won't <laughs> listen to it recorded either.
0: So <laughs> You know what? But we'll listen to it. We'll have will will rem- well, I'll remember the days that we used to talk about this. You'll have no friggin' clue. No we'll be 70 years yet. old and i'll be like hey rob do you remember that time we we did yeah. a podcast you're like yeah here we go casting we couch go. what the hell are you talking about yeah <laughs> that that boy's dipped Something that boy's dips him. that boy's brain has been dipped i don't know what the hell's going on i'll tell you <laughs> what right the man, going on i don't know what the hell's going on stop playing around on my phone <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think we just need to get on a podcast at some point. We just need to record a podcast of us doing our basically what we do for 10 minutes on the phone when we first talk every time.
1: Yeah. I'm down. I'm down.
0: It just I'm down with the brown too. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What can Brown all do right. for I'm- you? Listen here, Buster. Well, let me tell you, buddy. Yeah. You dolt. We're <laughs> just going through all of our <laughs> stupid things that we do. This yeah. guy wants $24,000 for a 2015 Five liter V8 with ninety-eight thousand miles. That dude has been dipped in the brain. Main's the man's dipped. Right? There's this is a twenty fifteen King Ranch, sixty-eight thousand miles, forty thousand. What is wrong with these people? Yeah. It's you know,
1: trucks are they're just a hot commodity. They that and that's you know there you go, because the you look at the industry, Ford, uh Dodge is kinda of, you know, RAM. But um, Chevy, they're getting out of the passenger car market, and they're, and they're focusing on the trucks and SUVs.
0: You know what they say yeah, that so now, good. and then the coronavirus damn hits. Nobody's got any friggin' money to buy any of these trucks that are yeah, now, a hundred thousand dollars. And now, guess what? They're going to be like, you know what? We're going to be selling a fifteen thousand dollar Focus again. That you know. Well, you know, <clears> I did read, and I, I
1: have yet to see, and that's a whole other ball of wax. That you know, the, the small truck market. You know, I know you tested the
0: yeah the Ranger, uh,
1: the Ranger. <clears throat> I did read though that Ford was, you know, in, in talks of, of of making a smaller and and simpler.
0: I did. Uh, I read that you know, many truck.
1: Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see I, what happens. I'm very curious to see about the Bronco. I'm
0: not. See, I'm not against. I'm not against pickup trucks. I'm not. Just like I'm not necessarily against crossovers. I'm against the idea that you're being sold something that you don't you don't actually need you're just being told you need it when i was selling cars uh-huh. the first lesson i got this is the god's honor story god's honest truth the true story 100 i was sitting in a back office actually in a break room with a guy named uh uh bob oh god what was bob's name anyway he was bob our vila. bob vila bob vila was the one who did our roof and then he did a tv <laughs> show about it i don't know if you've heard of this guy he was Ooh, I'll be dipped. locally known um no so so bob <laughs> bob was our old man who bought our used cars went to right. auctions and everything great guy loved him dearly they screwed mm-hmm. him over every chance they could get and it was terrible but anyway but he was like 75 years old at the time. And, you know, I felt really bad for him all the time. But anyway, he taught me how to read and write the, you know, the stickers for the used cars and all this stuff. And I remember I was sitting in with my, one of my managers. It was like the first two days that I was working. And the manager told me no one walks on the lot and knows what they want until we tell them. And that was the, that was the basic principle of, that was the basic principle of everything we did in car sales. And right. <clears throat> it it was true in the sense that, like for instance, I had a customer that wanted a CX9, but they wanted to order it because they wanted it in a color that we didn't have and we couldn't locate. And my manager got mad at me and said, You're a terrible salesman. You go out there and sell them whatever we have on the lot. And I was like, Well, there's a difference. These people have the money and the credit. They don't care, like they're they're gonna wait. You know, they're just gonna go somewhere else and get what they want he's like that's why you suck at this because you can't tell them what they want right And i was like i don't want to tell somebody what they want i want them to to come here and be like hey i want a blue cx9 with these options
1: oh, well yeah that's 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 a whole other thing there in itself because that's what i hate you know i'll, I'll go in knowing exactly what i want which and is I mean, fine exactly. i don't
0: care that makes my job easier You know, it's like these
1: people don't want to they don't want to hear that. No. Oh, now I have to go source it. Now I have to go bring it from one of the dealer.
0: And you know what they did? You know what the couple did? They went and bought an Acura MDX because my manager wouldn't order the car that they wanted. Yeah. And rightly so. They were willing to put there. I remember they were willing to put a thousand dollars down as a deposit. Yeah. They were willing to sign all the paperwork beforehand. Right. They were willing to do everything. And I was like, dude, they're not even like, this isn't even a tire kicking. They're, they're in my office filling out the credit app and they have a thousand dollar check in their hand to give to me, to put down on the car, to order it. And they're willing to do everything today and then just take delivery when it gets here. And he was like, no, I'm not doing it. You sell them the car that's out there. We had a Kia Sportage, a new because we were a Mazda Kia dealer, new car dealer. We had a Kia Sportage at the time. This is 2007. It didn't have air conditioning. It was optioned without air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> and this car sat in a lot for like two years. And yeah, I tried to sell it to like three people, and they were, they all loved it. And then they got in it, and they would like I would I would just hesitate to test drive anybody in this car because <laughs> I knew it was coming, you know. And it was always yeah. the summertime, of course. Oh, yeah. And it was like, they're like, oh, you got to turn the air on, man. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I got this little fan that plugs into the cigarette lighter. <laughs> yeah. And it was, oh, my God, that car was blistering hot. There was one guy that was actually thinking about it because he needed to rebuild his credit. And he was genuinely thinking about it because he's like, I think this is about all I can get. And he <laughs> he even, we drove it. We both came back. We were a pile of sweat. And I mean, I am pouring sweat from my face and my hair and everything. And I'm like, I'm closing my eyes because my eyes are like filled with sweaty sweat, you know, like or salty sweat. And I'm just like, I'm like, so what do you think? It's a great car, isn't it? I can't see a damn thing in front of my face. I think <laughs> your, I was,
1: gla- your glasses are fogged up. My
0: glasses are fogged up. I was turned around. He was behind me. Like I didn't even know where he was. Like I, I was Stevie wondering it the whole time. Riveting. <laughs> riveting, riveting drive. Riveting drive. It was <laughs> I loved it. What an you know? experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember he's like he's like just sopping, you know, and he's just like, he is wiping his his forehead and just like throwing his hand and the water's just like, just like a yeah. hurricane coming off of his hand. Right. And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just the it <laughs> I don't know, man. He got I don't know, man. like, he got like, he took a taxi home. That, that's <laughs> that's yeah, how said, much he, he said, needed a car. And yeah. he didn't need this one. You know, it's like, yeah, he's
1: like, I'm going to get a bike. I'll walk.
0: <laughs> the dude took a taxi home. And was like, you know, I need a car, but I'm not this desperate. (laughs) It's like this was this sportage with no air conditioning was like snaggletooth Craigslist hooker. And you're like, I don't know if I'm that desperate. I don't know. Luckily,
1: you know. Luckily, they are sponsoring this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Snaggletooth, <laughs> Hookers, Craigslist, or Kia? Which one? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That word from our sponsors. <laughs> Kia, you're up. A ringing endorsement.
0: I actually... this is a, This is a true story, too. I actually got an email from <laughs> Kia's marketing department in Australia. Okay? <clears throat> they wanted to buy ad space on okay. Raw Autos, right? right? This is like... <laughs> I don't know, this is like probably seven years ago at this point. And they're like, hey, can you write, you know, now that you've you've tested all these Kias, like we know that you used to sell Kias and you now love Kia products. You think they're great cars. (laughs) We would like to advertise uh, our, you know, Kia of Australia on raw autos. What do you think about writing an article? It could be, you know, whatever you want about Kia. You know, you could say whatever you want. We just want to advertise on it because we think you've got a really good voice about Kia. Like you really like right. you, you're you honest about how bad they were and how good they are now. You know,
1: right. They right. knew
0: I had sold them. And, and so I was like, you know what? This is actually an interesting idea. You know, they're going to they're going to literally give me, you know, pay me advertising dollars to write anything I want about Kia, you know, right. and and. And then just you know, I I thought this was a great opportunity. This is really cool. So I write this uh, <clears throat> I write this article. I mm-hmm. send it to them to see if right. they're you know if they still want to advertise. I was going to run the article anyway because I really liked it. I thought it was a great article, regardless. Yeah. And <laughs> the basic hang-up was the guy who had contacted me was like, I think it's I think it's like it's it's perfect. He's like, but. and it was basically a story about the air conditioning well no i didn't i don't even remember i don't think i shared the story about the air conditioning it was i had said like within the first couple of paragraphs that kia were so bad and this is actually also a true story i used to ask new car kia buyers if they were buying it to take it to a demolition derby (laughs) because that's about all it's good for and right. I said that in the in the article, but I, <laughs> I I showcased, but I also did like snippets and pictures of all the new Kia cars that I had driven and reviewed, and how great they were. You know how much better they were from what I was selling people. And right. there were actual times where I refused to sell people Kias so because I was like, no, this is a crap car. It was like a little Kia Spectra. I was like, no, this is terrible. Uh, actually the Kia Rio was the one I, I did not want to sell anybody. That's right. I, but I did almost buy a Kia Rio that had a five speed manual just because I wanted it because it had a manual and I thought it'd be really fun to take to a racetrack and just destroy anyway. So I did sell that one and that was really funny. Sold it to a, to a guy who, uh, he was like, and this is again, this is 100% true. Sold it to a guy who was like 25, 26 he walks in my office nice little you know kind of country kid who was just kind of you know not all there um but a nice guy um and he brings his girlfriend in and she's pregnant oh okay whatever sweet girl very nice she's 16 years old uh huh he's like 25 27 years old
1: Mm-hmm, he
0: mm-hmm. doesn't have a lick of credit to his name. His dad comes to the dealership, has to basically co-sign and buy the essentially buy the car for him. Right. But I just remember his dad took him out of the, out of the office. Or no, sorry, he kept him in the office. Right. He said, "Can I have a minute with my son?" I said, "Sure." I was sitting outside the office, and I just heard him say, "I'm tired of you screwing up." <laughs> like I'm yeah. tired. I mean, just reading him the riot act of just disappointment. Right. Right. And I it saw- was it was
1: nothing to do with. The previous decisions; it was entirely it was entirely I mean, because he, he had him Kia. come. Yeah, it's it, it's, <laughs> he disowned him. He it's disowned because him. he was fine. He Kia. said, "This is where I draw the line." You buy a fucking Kia. Yeah. That's
0: exactly what it was. He's like got a sixteen-year-old girl pregnant. Whatever, you know. It's, yeah, uh, that's you're, fine. You are almost forty-five. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, we're all we're all human. We're all beings. good. Yeah, we we all have the urge. And then just, but the Kia Rio—that's the final stop. You son of a yeah. bitch. He just—he yeah. cut him yeah. off. Yeah,
1: you're on the you're on the next train to Mars, buddy.
0: <laughs> he contacted Elon Musk and said, "I can donate a kid to you to send." Yeah, uh, yeah. Use
1: place. this guy. Test him. <laughs> he's test, like, your, test your new rockets. Anybody
0: need a crash test dummy? Um, <clears throat> put him on it. <laughs> this is our new monkey. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I. Um, so he's like, I think it's great, but. Uh, my boss is a little he's hesitant. Pissed. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's a little hesitant to pay money because I think they were going to give me like $500 or a thousand dollars, right? I think right. it was, it, it was, I don't think it was anything crazy, but it was decent, you know, decent money, whatever. And, uh, um, right. they were just going to advertise on the article. And, um, he was like, he just really doesn't like the line about, you know, that you asked people if they were going to go do a demolition derby. <laughs> and I just wouldn't change it. I said, no, I'm not. I said, you know, I, I appreciate and I respect that you guys aren't gonna do it. And that's fine. I'm not bothered by it. I said, that's fine. Right. I'm gonna I was gonna run the story anyway. I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was appropriate. I thought it was cool. I thought it was good. And uh he was apologetic and I was like, never no, still apologize. You gave me an idea to write about and I really like it. And yeah, in the end, I was like, look, journalistic integrity. I can't I can't change something because I just not like that you know um right. but yeah no it's and and at the time I, I really shouldn't have even let them see the article but i kind of figured that line would be a hold up for him
1: <laughs> well
0: you know, what are you gonna do what are you gonna look do? at him now. Them them now. now look at him look at him look at him now kiev australia they need me uh um, yeah no i have no idea if they need <laughs> me or not I, I don't even know if that guy still works for kiev but <laughs> but yeah so uh yeah on that note <laughs> mm. 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 I remember you told me you said these podcasts should be no longer than like 30, 45 minutes at most right. we've been on the phone an hour and 36 minutes and that was now we probably talked about 10 minutes before that before I hit record Yeah. so how That's do you crazy. feel now you son of a bitch <laughs> well I feel good I feel good now you know right. whenever you need to you feel right. I feel it feels it feels right. I just uh feel right. <clears throat> now you know whenever you need to talk about cars or vent about something. Just uh oh, yeah. we'll record this. Give you a give you a ring. Give me give me yeah, give me give me a ring. Give me a ring. Just give say me it. a call. Give me a call and <laughs> talk me, about it. Give me a call and talk about it. We could just sit here and talk about it for days, hours, years, months. <sighs> um you know we got nothing better to do Mm. yeah coronavirus we got no future (laughs) (laughs) we're all fucking dead anyways we're gonna fuck yourself we're gonna die go fuck yourself um yeah good filter fish (laughs) yeah
1: Uh, all right i'm uh, gonna go eat some chicken (laughs)
0: i'm gonna go eat a sandwich Uh, and then i'm going to sit out on my driveway and hang out with everybody wearing gloves and Mm -hmm. drink margaritas six feet away from everybody split distance Uh social distancing right um and uh yeah it's really awkward when reba and i have sex now because she wants to social distance and uh i keep trying to show her honey they say that couples are allowed to be next to each other she's like no 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 yeah no that's 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 That's, that white devil
1: (laughs) talk white rhetoric (laughs) yeah don't don't bring that shit around the house (laughs) Reba knows what's up.
0: She's like, she's like sitting next to each other is the devil.
1: Yeah, okay. she's you know she knows what's up. you got a six foot away, buddy.
0: You're just trying to bring the devil into our relationship. You, bastard. <laughs> you're just trying right. to taint this marriage. You son of a bitch. Right,
1: right. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> you can't have relations until you're ten years into it. At least you got to earn that.
0: Yeah, you got to give me money, power, status. You know. Yeah. Totally. I get to wear the pants. All right, man. Cool. All right, man. Thanks. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Tell All right. said "Hey, I will. All, All right. right. See you. Bye. And there you have it. My best friend. Hope you enjoyed that one because I did. I certainly enjoyed sitting around and talking with somebody that I've known for 20 years. And I don't know, just being able to be friends on the, on the radio show in a sense. Now, everybody that's been on the show, uh, I know in some form or another, mostly through social media, um, but with Rob, it's a different relationship. You know, we're we're best friends. Without further ado, uh, I shall end this podcast. Uh, I hope you're being safe. I hope you're practicing your social distancing. Uh, the CDC and the White House recommend that you wear uh, some sort of cloth mask of sorts. Do not hog the masks that hospitals need and the professionals need. Make yourself a handkerchief mask uh colin hanks the son of tom hanks on instagram has a great post on how to do it how to do a non-sewn uh mask it's just a you know handkerchief or, or bandana and he teaches you how to make it with uh with some hair ties so it's really cool um yeah hope you guys are staying safe out there just you know just i know it sucks we're all going through it we're all dealing with something similar we're all having to to realize how different life can be. We're not used to this being America. We're used to this being what we see on television, what we see in the news, other places around the world. We're not used to this being us, but it's okay because we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this together because everything that happens in this country is not about me. It's about we. So I thank you for listening. Uh, when you get a chance, if you could go to raw uh, read some reviews, read some articles that I've written, uh, go to raw autos on YouTube and subscribe, uh, like some things if you, if you dare. And of course, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at raw autos, obviously. Uh, and I say us, <laughs> it's really just me. Uh, so, uh. Yeah, enjoy. I I hope you enjoyed the episode with Rob. On Wednesday will be an episode with Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend, and Friday will be an episode with uh, Jamie Kipman from Automobile, New York Times Car Talk, and the like. And until then, happy motoring.